Welcome to the Crane Reframe, a Fraser fan podcast. I'm Ash. And I'm Sarah. And we are on the air. So they're officially crane heads. I've decided we didn't have a team meeting about this, but I would love to call you all crane heads. Executive decision has been made. Yeah. Well. And when I say crane heads, I picture the caricature of Fraser that he got at the restaurant. <laughs> you bunch of crane heads. You bunch of crane heads. Welcome back to our podcast. It's, Do you have any wrongs to write? Oh, just right off the bat. <laughs> just You just want to talk about things that I messed up. Yeah, I've been trying to deal with that in therapy, but... <laughs> just Save it for the therapist. <laughs> um, unless you want to start paying me like $100 an hour. <laughs> All right. Cool. So, no, I can't think of any. I, don't, I didn't get any feedback from anybody on the Instagram. Yeah, actually, I think we made it through. At least one. I'm trying to think <laughs> if, if mom said anything. Has mom corrected us? Yeah. She'll do that. She, Yeah. If something Actually, needs to be said. Um, no, I can't think of anything. I have one. Oh. Okay, my little duckling. <laughs> Go ahead. My wrong to right is I wish we had pizza um, before we came. Oh, my gosh. You guys are getting a little inside baseball here. <laughs> Sarah wanted pizza, and I was like, we don't have time. Yeah. And so we picked up some chicken and rice bowls on the way here. They were actually good. I'm okay with that. You know what? Those righted the wrong. Okay, so. The wrong was righted. So we just needed to talk righted. about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but if you guys do have some pizza, you'd like to send it over to us anytime, please let us know. We'll send you our deets. Oh, yeah, I'll eat the pizza. We love pizza. Cheap pizza. <laughs> Cheap pizza. But if you're sending it, make sure it's real good and real expensive. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, we've been working on some merch. 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 We'll probably do a poll on the Instagram, like, if who's interested in pre-orders of anything, because obviously we're not going to order, like, 500 or something. Mm -hmm. um, but... With this, like, merch that will be coming out in the next future. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to give myself or you no a deadline. Hard deadlines. <laughs> no hard deadlines. We've learned our lesson. Um, we'll probably plan some of that as, like, giveaways. We have some Upcoming fun trivia. Yeah, trivia games coming up um, that we're going to dole out for y'all. Um, and... Mail y'all some giveaways, so... Let us know if you're interested. Yeah, we'll probably put Stay a poll tuned. up or something of, like, here's our, our ideas, would you order this? Mm -hmm. And it'll be all moderately priced. Yeah. Yep. What you would pay for, like, a, a mug or a shirt. <laughs> Your basic pricing. Your basic prices. We're not asking for much. We're not. No, but, it's know, more to to just because we appreciate the support and yeah. more for to share the love than to exactly. It's exciting time for us. Mm -hmm. Our little listener base is growing. 
Didn't we reach 500 listens like yeah, recently? Yeah, we have had over 500 listens on our podcast. You guys, ah! thank you so much. And I know we've mentioned before, we do have listeners from all different countries, which is so cool. We've a seen Australia. Australia yeah. yeah, there's a lot of Australia. Hi, down there. <laughs> that was terrible. And we just lost and our we Australian lost listeners. <laughs> just, just in, Australia's gone. They're gone. We they, lost them. They're out. They're out. But shout out to all of our listeners. We love you. Yeah, worldwide. I would love to find out why and how you listen to us. Yeah, that, that are in this country. Even in this country, like people from middle of America just putting us on. I love it. Just mowing the fields. <laughs> putting us on and mowing the lawn. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, feel free to hit us up on Instagram. Tell us your story. If you're listening to the podcast, we'd love to get to know you more. Let us know your favorite episode. Give us theme ideas. We've already taken one from yeah. Kellen Quigley last week. Yeah, that was a great that theme one, idea. I had a fun time recording that. Mm-hmm. So we do listen to y'all and we will apply it because the less work we have to do, that's great. Yeah. Love it. We listen because you listen. We're all listening. And you know what? What? You get the one, you get that other one. Oh, you guys, who do you think is the one? Who um, do you think is the other one? I think, no, I think you're the one. I, thank you. I think I'm definitely that other one. <laughs> you just always pop out from behind me. <laughs> I'm definitely a tag-along situation. I did recently tag along to a social festivity of yours. Well, I've just learned from you being the one. So maybe sometimes I'll be the one and you're that other one. But but just like... You're just, the OG, the one. Just like Martin with chess. I'm letting you be the one. Yeah. You, yeah. I'm allowing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are letting me. Just kidding. It's not like it's great to be the one or the other one. So Personally, I think the whole situation is a little... <laughs> What? <laughs> Charming. <laughs> Just to rehash last you week's know, episode. That was a fun little... Well, we're all caught up. Yeah. <laughs> Just to recap. Um, well, last week we did actually end up covering two episodes that are very Niles and Frasier heavy, you know, featuring Brothers Dynamics. Mm-hmm. So this week we really wanted to dive into sibling rivalries. Which I like to call sibling rivalry Reverie. Sibling Revelry. It's the it's kind of like the backbone to this show a little bit. Like I'll talk about every, it with my episode for sure. Yeah, every now and then we need to see Fraser and Niles in their real raw dynamic mm-hmm. and be reminded that they really are brothers and get at the core of it. Both of their characters like are really highlighted in those moments, mm-hmm. I think, in their acting. They're at their most like raw yeah, like raw, where they're not like putting on for other people or at their job or mm-hmm. date, like or their partners, it's like... Yeah, you're with family. Oh, yeah. And you're, you know, you're triggered in a way. <laughs> like Just constantly... It's just raw, primal brother. Constantly triggered, just looking over your shoulder. Huh. Is Joey going to tackle me and throw me over a couch? <laughs> Sorry, personal memory. Yeah, we had different <laughs> brother memories. We did. Oh, I guess Nick I dragged guess me down the stairs a time or two. <laughs> Jesus, 
Well, the carpeted stairs don't help. You just slide on right down. You, yeah, you get carpet burn on your back. It's a two-four for a brother. Once you did it in front of my friend. Mm, that's classic. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Gotta love them. Gotta so. love them. But if that's like the thing that sticks out the most for your trauma, brother, yeah, brother-wise, didn't I'm jealous of you. <laughs> didn't they try to like drown you once? No, no, no. When I was a baby, Joey tried to help change my diaper while my mom was in the shower and just poured baby powder all over my <laughs> face and body. And mom got out of the shower just in time to clear my airway passages of baby powder. Wow. Which probably back then in the late 80s, it was probably like poisonous because there's been a whole recall and like all this shit going on with baby powder that it's bad for you. Anyways, wow. I survived, and I'm a survivor, <laughs> and I'm think. strong because of it. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> yes, it you does. Got the baby powder jeans. Now, any powder that's put up my face. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to start, because my, my episode that I'm doing is in the first season, which is before you, and we like to do chronological here. Yeah. Because there is It's been order. a while since. There is order to this nonsense. Yeah, there is structure. There is structure, okay? Sure. There is sometimes a plan. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Emphasis on sometimes. Okay, but for sure, it's my turn first. Yeah. And yeah, it hasn't happened in a minute. Yeah. You've been going first a lot. Yeah, well, we switched. They'll pull the old switcheroo. The old switcheroo. I'm going first because I really wanted to do this episode, which is season one, episode 22, author, author. <laughs> nope, I'm going to do that again. Author. <laughs> which is season one, episode 22, author, author, which aired May 5th. Hello, it's May. Weird. It's going to be May. Well, it is oh, May. Oh, wow, you did that. You I did that. It's overdone. I'm a hack. Hack. Get out of here. <laughs> 1994. You were five years. Minus. Yep. You were negative five years at that point. <laughs> and you were I was what? a cute seven-year-old. Cute. Cute. A little cute seven. Cute seven. Director was James Burroughs, and it was written by Don Seigel or Siegel and Jerry Perzigian. Perzigian? Do they have question marks at the end of their names? <laughs> they just have like, look up how to pronounce these, which I didn't. So. <laughs> it's all right. Look, I did a lot of research for this. Okay. Hit me with it. I'm well, ready. I'd like to let you know that IndieWire recently named this episode the sixth best of their list of top 15 episodes of Frasier. Wow. Yeah. This article was from January 4th, 2023. Wow. So, so that's fresh. Real that's fresh. That's like in modern today's culture, they decided that's number yeah, six. Exactly. Which I thought was interesting. So if you want to search that IndieWire top 15 episodes of Frasier, it's pretty interesting. Some surprising ones. They put um, Ski Lodge 15. 15? 15. I thought that was like the highest rated one forever. But again, it's in today's modern world. Should I go through the list right now really quick? Well, what's number one? That's what I need to find out because I didn't note that. I got to six and I was like, there's the one I'm doing. So that's what I care about right now. <laughs> and you were already, you know, you already were bummed finding out about yeah, Ski Lodge. I already so was like, like, wait, so Ski Lodge isn't number one? IndieWire, yeah. let's find this article. 
Okay, so 15 is Ski Lodge. Okay. Weird. Road to Perdition is 14. That is when they become beluga beluga caviar smugglers. Oh my god, that one's hilarious. Okay, one that I slept on until this year rewatch my recent mm-hmm. rewatch, The Seal Who Came to Dinner, number 13. That is also hilarious. It also seems like such a not Fraser episode. Like what happens and where it all <laughs> takes place. It's so funny. Yeah. And like, yeah. I need to rewatch that. Um, Rooms with a View is number 12. Oh, the hospital one with Niles. Yeah. When he has his heart. Just sad. But. Well, it's a great episode, though. Yeah, it is. Um, Look Before You Leap. I'm, de- <laughs> I'm tired of Look Before You Leap. I know. You're this is my it. right to wrong. Wait, my wrong to right. <laughs> you're like, that's all you're known for. You've been typecast as the leap I know. Girl. I'm done. The amount of times I, <laughs> I look at Sarah and go, take a leap. <laughs> <laughs> we just say that all the time now. Halloween is number 10. Good. Should be up there. Big Crane on Campus. That is where he starts dating Lena. Lorna. Oh, Lorna. Lorna Lindley. Linny? No, No. Lindley. I don't know her last name in the show. It's played by Jean Smart. You're talking about Laura Linney, who plays Charlotte later on. No, I'm talking about Lorna Lindley. Oh, weird. That's the character. Wow. Yeah, they gave it her- is Lind- they just- It's Lindley. You gotta go oh, hard Lindley? with that D. I didn't know there was a D. There's always a There's D. There's a hard D? There's a hard D in the- <laughs> God. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mom. I'm not. <laughs> They're playing our song as number eight. Uh. Yeah. Groovy lady. Mm-hmm. So we've already talked about a couple of these episodes. Well, that's good. Room service. Did you know that was a farce? <laughs> <laughs> There's a farce for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are the farces, okay? Uh, number six, author, author. Author, author. Author, author. And we got Death and the Dog. Is that when Eddie's depressed? Yep. Okay. And then we got Travels with Martin. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're getting somewhere. Number three, Dinner Party. Wow, we've hit really? a lot of these. That's... Number three wow. for best Back episodes, off, Sarah. Back yeah, but you've off. named so many great Frasier episodes. Why is that number three? Um, do you want me to read what they decide? Like why? Yeah, it's because a smart, funny nod to audiences commenting that Niles and Frasier spend too much time together. Dinner party is a masterclass in multicam comedy writing. Only the main cast is featured in this pared down episode that feels more like a play than a sitcom. Look, Sarah, it's highbrow. Maybe you wouldn't get it because your brows are low. Wow. <laughs> you have a browist against me? Mm-hmm. Number Brow bias. <laughs> Number two, moon dance. Oh. Uh, yeah. Can't wait until we cover that. And number one, I want you to guess. I'll give you three. If you can't, you don't. Even have, if you don't any know, episode, if you don't know the name of it, you can describe it. Is it one that we've covered yet? We have not covered. I'm so sorry. I can't in all the eleven seasons pull out what episode. I think is. Is it one that we talk about? Ever? We've definitely brought it up. I believe. Is it like funny? Is it more sentimental? It's funny. Mm. It could be defined as a farce. Um... 
Okay, I'll, I, I'll I want to guess. I just don't even know where to start. I'll give you a hint. Okay. Season two. Hmm. Episode 23. Oh, so it's like the end of season two? Mm-hmm. Mm. Is it part of a two-parter? Mm-mm. Season two, episode 23. I'll give you another hint. <laughs> okay. It could have been one of the episodes we did tonight because it falls within our theme. Oh. Um. All the listeners back at home are <laughs> like, can I just screaming in their pull cars. Pull up the list and- that I already made. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give it to you if you want. I want to guess it's so bad. Okay, I'm trying to think of a clue that won't give it away but could help you. Okay, but it's like Bad Brothers. You have to give it season two. It's like not long before. I know which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is The Innkeepers. Yes! <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Oh my God, that was so cool. You got it. <laughs> I knew I could because I just made a whole... So in prepping for this episode, guys, we realized that there are so many sibling rivalry themed episodes like i literally went through all of them like well all the episode descriptions and figured out what fit into this and there's like what like 12 or something yeah so yeah we didn't even bring that up in the beginning let's write this wrong yeah already within the episode so we are planning to do a series we're not necessarily gonna do like all the episodes at once but we want to keep coming back to these sibling rivalry episodes because it's such a recurring theme yes. in the show so today we just picked two of our favorites to start off with but there's like 11 or 12 that we're gonna cover and it's gonna be over time so eventually they'll just you'll get like sibling rivalry part two or something yeah but I just was trying to remember my list and I was like what happened before my episode and actually they reference it in my episode which I'm gonna get to but I love that was like my favorite episode I think when I first started watching Frasier because of when Daphne just takes the eel and slams it on the counter and I literally every time I watch it now I'm like we need to cover this like we need to do this soon Roz coming back in the kitchen yeah (laughs) big fire big fire um yep so that was number one guys what do you guys think of this list do you think it's accurate? What wrongs do they have to write in their yeah, list? I what would, should be number one? I would love to maybe get everyone to send us their favorite 15 episodes in a DM. Oh my God. And then maybe we can like that. do a actual like get it all like together and figure out our own chart. <gasps> you, the crane yeah. refrains the and crane listener, heads. The crane heads top 15 episodes. Oh my God. I would love to do that. Okay. We'll engage on social Please participate. After this episode comes out, you'll see here you'll hear from us. Please participate. Please. <laughs> Please participate. Okay, so, so back to my episode, right? Yeah. So now we know the author author is ranked currently number six yep. of Fraser episodes. So Based that's pretty from high. IndieWire. From well from IndieWire. And Christina Gross Gross Pitch Peach Peach is the one to blame for that. Or <laughs> oh, depending on how you look at that list. <laughs> Thanks, Christina. Thanks, Christina with a K. All right. Here's my just overall summary of this episode. Frazier and Niles join forces to write a book on the psychology of siblings. Things start off idealistic as both brothers envision their mutual success in the endeavor. But of course, their venture ends in untethered chaos 
due to their complex psychological nuance of their own sibling relationship. Despite there being so much in common between the brothers, those hallmark peculiarities being covered on our podcasts numerous times in the past episodes, it's also their main source of contention. Mm-hmm. What's revealed between the two crane men in this episode are festering childhood wounds fed by professional and academic egos, competing parental needs, and an overall personal jealousy that fuels the subtle through line of a competition between the two over the next 11 seasons. Wow. I wrote that, guys. Just that was great. <laughs> but, talk about author. 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 Yeah, I started writing and I was like, I can't write this conversationally. I just like, <laughs> I'm feeling this vibe and I need to yeah. like write it like how I used to write papers. Yeah. All right. So it's important to note for this episode that this is actually the first of the many that show the audience the futility of anytime Frazier and Niles team up to accomplish anything. Oh my God, you're right. This is what starts it off. Like they really made a decision with this episode to show what their like relationship was going to be like. Yep. So like exactly. It lays the foundation for their relationship as we move forward with the show. Mm-hmm. And all Frasier fans or crane heads know that anytime they work together on something, it will always go hilariously. So let's get in the nitty gritty, eh? Yeah. Come on over here. Get in this nitty gritty with me. I'm in it. I'm in the nitty gritty. Take your socks off. That's weird. (laughs) What? What? Like if you're getting in the nitty gritty, you don't want to wear socks. Why would you want your bare feet in the nitty? What is the nitty gritty? You know what? I picture it as a metaphorical, symbolic smushing of the grapes to make wine. Really? That's what you see when you think the nitty gritty? The naked grapeies? I don't know. I don't know. I can explain my thought process. <laughs> the naked I am grapeies. not on trial here. You should be. <laughs> Mom... Sarah's making fun of me. We never had the age gap for that to be a situation. <laughs> True. It's just, I'm a threatening authoritative figure in her <laughs> life. Actually, stop being mean to me. Okay, so we start off in Cafe Nervosa, mm-hmm. and Fraser is served his regular. So, mm-hmm. obviously, hearing this, he's just like, oh, yes, my regular. He like proudly oh, takes yeah. a sip all smug because he's like, that's right, they know me enough. I, mm-hmm. I'm a regular here. He takes a sip and he's like, what is this? <laughs> and he finds out it is his act. It's actually his brother's. Niles, regular. It's like the worst thing you could do to Frasier. Yeah, so right away, you're already like getting cues on like the competition and like mm-hmm. the jealousy and like the comparison of the two. Yeah. Um. So Niles actually comes in right then. He asks for his regular. They just hand him Frasier's coffee. Mm-hmm. Funny laugh. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. And I was like, hey, remember the book deal I signed last month? The one you were jealous of? So again, another nod to <laughs> yeah. this. Like, so it's like building. There's all these yeah. clues. Now that I'm like paying attention, it's like, oh, duh. Yeah. Remember when you were jealous? <laughs> That's a fun way to bring up a memory. <laughs> I know. It's like a transitional phrase. <laughs> I wasn't jealous. He only wanted me to be jealous, mm-hmm. is Fraser's response. 
So Niles had this book that he was, you know, signed to a publisher to write, but the yeah. idea was actually already taken, which does happen, and it sucks. I knew yeah. somebody who, like, wrote their thesis was almost done, and, like, the semester before, like, the same topic was published. And you have That's to defend crazy. your thesis and why it, like, is worthy of being published. What did they do? Start it again. Yep, they had to take longer in their grad program. It's a really bummer. Real That's big awful. bummer. So... He needs a new book idea. He's stressing mm-hmm. out. Like he, it's like due today. He's meeting with the publisher. Sam, yeah. the publisher, arrives, and he's like, looks at Fraser, and he's like, "You're the radio doctor. I didn't put it together that like you're his brother." And he's like, "You must have incredible insight into like sibling relationships." That you know, and eventually, it's like that would be a good book idea. Two psychiatrist brothers writing about sibling relationships, <laughs> and Niles is like. <gasps> That idea. is exactly what we are going to pitch you. <laughs> Frazier's like, what? So Sam's like, I'm canceling my meetings. I'm going to go call, cancel these. We're taking out to lunch. Mm-hmm. Frazier looks and I was like, I want to write a book. I don't, I don't know about no. this. If you told me, if you're like, let's go write a book, we have to write a book right now. Yeah. And you're like, no. Well, you wouldn't say no to me. Let's be no, honest. No, yeah, I'd make it work. But what book would we write? It would be about Frazier. <laughs> Uh, two girls' obsession. <laughs> so he doesn't want to write the book. He's about to leave the cafe in protest. Um, and I just realized when he leaves, he's now ordered the coffee three times because Sam, the publisher, gets Fraser's coffee. You know that's and weird because it's only le- get his coffee. That's only two episodes before my coffee with Niles, which I covered last week, where he also has to keep reordering his coffee. Yes, I thought so that that's was hilarious. interesting. But it wasn't like a focal point in this episode. It was like, but it's just a trend at that point. Yeah. Like he has to keep. Well, it's interesting in the first season funny one that he's, you keep going back to a cafe that keeps getting your order. <laughs> well, in season one, he's still new to Seattle, and mm. you know Niles is st- more established there. So I wonder if that's something. You know, like yeah, it's a little nod to what's going to happen. Two episodes. Mm-hmm. So this is where Niles delivers the line. All my life, I've dreamed of one thing. The day I could go into a library and go to the card catalog and see my name under mental illness. <laughs> Ain't that the dream? <laughs> and of course he adds like the day I could feel like you feel like somebody. So Niles is like, I don't know if this is true feelings or manipulation to get Frazier to mm-hmm. agree to him is to like feed into Frazier's ego to be like, you're somebody and I want to be somebody. So like yeah. help me. So blah, blah, blah. Um, like we haven't, cl- <laughs> he's still pleading because Frazier's like, uh, we haven't collaborated <laughs> on anything together since we wrote the spring musicale in prep school. Well, it was well received. It did get us out of gym class. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know it? Do you know the song? I was trying to practice. Some boys go to college, but we think they're overseas. Because they get all the knowledge, and we get all the... And then they do that big old spin. It's so cute. That's like one of my favorite moments in the show. Like their faces. Like if you look at their Just the joy and the joke and the song. It's and they great. both it's, were just like pulled right back into each other. Like it goes back. It's like I feel like that's such a sibling thing, and that's what Niles and Fraser encapsulate to me is always like getting into these crazy ideas together, 
and it can go one of two ways, but either way, like you have those like, oh yeah, remember when we just had this whole song and we like did a, a musical and like yeah, that was amazing. And like, then let's work together on something. Yeah, let's write a book. Why not? <laughs> so yeah, Fraser's sold now. <laughs> He's sold. He's sold. Remembering his glory days in prep school. <laughs> so they get to the apartment. They're working on the book for the first time. Mm-hmm. They bought headphones for Martin so he can watch his Sonics game oh, yeah. without being interrupted by the noise of the television. And uh, it's he basically alludes to Niles that like, oh yeah, they're noise canceling. Watch this. Hey dad, nice shirt. Would they throw that in the last time you had your tires rotated? <laughs> Which, like, to me, that's such a lame joke. But. <laughs> they think they're being slick. And then uh, Niles, hey, Dad, tell us about the time you met Dwight Eisenhower. We haven't heard that story this hour. <laughs> I just love the way Niles delivers that Me line. too. It's very smug and, like, I'm hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Say another word and I'll cover you with my cane. <laughs> I know. I was rewatching the episode to prepare. Mm, um, look and at you. I know. Doing the extra work. I'm trying. Um, and the way Martin just, <laughs> just say another word. <laughs> like they think he can't hear them at all. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Good. I love Martin just. It's really a dad being like, no, mm. I can hear you. Oh, yeah. And he gets real dad like later on, too. Mm-hmm. You get there. All right. And then another thing is when they open their laptop and they, Niles is like, page one, paragraph one. I'm indenting. <laughs> Which didn't we do that when we first started researching for our first episode? Yeah. I think we both were like, I'm indenting. <laughs> Bullet point one. <laughs> episode one. <laughs> I'm indenting. So they're like, wait, so we don't we know the feeling. Yeah, I get it. The giddiness, the excitement. Yeah. And then here comes all the work. Here's actually doing it. This is what it looks like, guys. We don't have any fun doing it. <laughs> None at all. None at all. I hope you have fun listening to it at least. (laughs) We have fun. Just joking. We do have fun. So they don't even know what the book is going to be about. And like with Martin listening, he's like, oh, I can share some stories about you two. And they're like, oh, that's good. We can use this for like our introduction, like Mm -hmm. into our book, like talk about ourselves as siblings. And like Martin's like trying to think of the story of taking them fishing, but gets stuck on like what the name of the lake is. He's like, oh, my Lake Wachahachi. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, it's not about the name. Like, we just need the story. It's just such like a generational thing. Like, like, let me get all the details for you. Yeah. And it's like, just tell me the basics. So that I like that play on like son, Mm -hmm. children and parents kind of like frustration. But I do love when Martin's like, dang, your mother would know. Too bad she's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Yeah. That's the only reason it's too bad. Like. If only she were here for this story. So she can name this lake. But I guess that's also, I can't, I They're guess you like, could be in that situation where you're like, damn, my partner would have known this. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> and this is like season one, so it's still relatively early. Yeah, Martin was very rough around the edges though in season one, so it makes sense. Yeah. So in their frustration, they're like, you know what, like. Just come on my show. I'll make an episode that's sibling themed and we'll mm-hmm. like use some information from my callers about siblings. So like cut to the studio. Niles is the guest on the show. And Fraser introduces Niles and we get the glorious Hello Emerald City. What's doing? What's happening? <laughs> 
what is that? That's my on-air personality. <laughs> so ridiculous. I love Niles so much. Dude, he's like, I was, you know, obviously watching, researching, writing all this. And I'm like, he gets all the bangers this episode. Like, yeah, he's he has some funny lines. Yeah. So, of course, like, he chimes in too much during the episode and like mm-hmm. kind of is overbearing in his role as a guest versus Fraser being the host, which I think is interesting because it foreshadows when Fraser gets sick. Yeah. And Niles takes over. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's like shows you like you know, his deep down energy. he's ready to he wants to be a little he wants celebrity. To be in the spotlight. He'd do great. Mm-hmm. He'd do great. And he uh, does do great. So, like, one of the callers shares a story about how her sisters shaved their heads mm-hmm. for her when she got a bad perm. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. You'd think Wait. it'd be, like, cancer or something. <laughs> <laughs> so they all shaved their heads, and they're like, wow. Fraser's like, wow, that's amazing. Like, what a beautiful moment between <laughs> siblings, you know? And he's like, Niles, I would shave my head for you. And Niles, <laughs> another glorious Niles line. There's yeah. a lot of hits in this one. A gesture which becomes less significant with each passing year. <laughs> like, such a little brother. Dang, what a cut. <laughs> like, Burn. And then it cuts Burn. to Roz, and, like, I feel like Perry Gilpin is laughing, not Roz. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, it just seemed like such a natural little laugh that she did, because she's, like, hiding her face, too. <laughs> that's like, hilarious. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, like, Fraser's trying to have this moment of, like, you know what? Like, I would do that. Like, I'm so moved. I would do that for you. And he's just, like... Why bother? It's like your hairline's receding next. <laughs> That's not a big gesture to me. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's symbolic. <laughs> so Sam, the publisher, calls and he's like, look, Reader's Digest is in this, interested in the serialization of your book. Which, I don't know, guys, back in the day, there was this little paperback, little journal they would sell at the checkout registers of grocery stores called Reader's Digest. <laughs> and it just had... Really random things in it, like lifestyle stories and personal stories and jokes and just, mm-hmm. it was a digest for readers. It was for readers yeah. to digest. <laughs> Anyways, they don't exist anymore, I don't think. And if they do, it's been a minute since I've seen one. Yeah. Might have to write that wrong next week. Mom will let Setting me know. Setting us up for wrong. <laughs> Mom's like, I still get a subscription anymore. <laughs> I have one right now. So they're essentially, they're given a deadline to Friday. They're like, shit, we got to get, yeah, we got to get moving. So they're like, let's lock ourselves in a hotel room and not leave until we finish these chapters. See, that's definitely something I would delude myself into thinking would work. I would definitely be like, yeah, that'll be fun. Like you and me, let's just go stay in a hotel room. Like we'll only be focused on that. No way. Like right away, Fraser's like room service. Yeah. But also, yeah, I delude myself every day. I'm like, I'm going to get up an hour early and shower and make a smoothie this morning so I don't go to work starving and stinky. (laughs) Guess what? Guess what? We show up to work starving and stinky. But with a lot of deodorant and a lot of body spray. Yeah. You would never know. Okay, look, relax. Get Starbucks on the way. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Be like two minutes late. The key is to bring someone Starbucks that's higher up than you. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah. When are you going to be mad I got you your favorite $7 drink? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, they start with an opening sentence. Niles has one he he wrote out. He's like, what do you think? Interesting. (laughs) 
But would we like an interesting opening or a good one? <laughs> just like, dang. Yeah, like they're so harsh on each other. It's just to go that deep and like intense is such a sibling thing. Because like I'm imagining just working on as a team on anything with someone like not a sibling. Even with you, I can't yeah. imagine being like. Yeah, or it could know, be good. Like use your freaking brain. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like if you work with other people, you're usually like. Yeah, that's great, but like maybe you could do it like this. Or yeah, a little you would bit more think he'd use some tact, but he doesn't care. Miles about using is like tact very Miles. blunt. True, they just yeah. yeah. So then he's like, "Fine, you wrote a better one," and like Fraser's like walking off, pondering, rubbing his finger on his chin, and I love Niles. Is like, my fingers are poised over the keys. <laughs> Still poisoning. <laughs> so, so just working on this, they immediately just start fighting. Mm-hmm. And like it cuts to like later on, Fraser's draped over the bed and he pours himself a shot from the mini bottles upside down, like a waterfall into his mouth. Is <laughs> Niles is in the foreground in his undershirt and his suspenders, which is just like snaps. I love it. I know. And we don't see them like that, like, again, like, going back to this episode, I always feel like it's the most unhinged versions of themselves. Although I do have here, it does remind me oh. of our Groovy Ladies episode, episode number two of our podcast. Oh, late When night. we cover, when they make Martin's song mm-hmm. and Fraser's jingle. That's when true. it's like they cut to later time of them working, they're always like messed up, messed up undershirt, yeah, messy hair, and loose and tie. Exactly, but it shows like, look, they didn't give up yet. They're still working pretty hard. Yeah, they rearranged their clothes to make it look like <laughs> they'd been working. They shuffle their hair around a lot <laughs> with their fingers. A lot of hair in this episode. Yeah, a lot of hair. Because I'm doing my rewatch, just normal nighttime rewatch, mm-hmm. and I'm on like mid season eleven. So, like, to come back to this this week for this episode, this hair, this hair I was like, dang, okay, look at these hairs. I know, I love the, I'm sorry, I don't know the exact Mullet. episode, the oh. one towards the, I think it's in season 11, where they follow that, like, like container, like, dish thing that he has oh, over yeah. the years. Oh, it cuts back to the time. And they wear wigs. And Why do they, and they pick the worst wigs, like, Ross's wig is not at all, at like, all. There could have been a budget for the wigs. Yeah, like, talk to SNL. They have better wigs, and they do weekly episodes. (laughs) But it reminds me of that. Like, they literally, just because they point out how much the hair changed in that episode. I know, so, like, get it right. True. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, it's it's a shock to come back to season one. It is. That's refreshing. I'm excited for when I finish season 11, because I just love those early seasons, baby. Just go back. Just skip it. (laughs) No, no, I mean, (laughs) just just to go back to season one, you know, hit the end, press play again. Press play again. Light your candle, play your Sudoku. Get back into bed after blowing out your candle. Get back up, blow out the candle. Get back in, press play on season one. If you know what that means, we love you. (laughs) So basically, it's dawn now. It's Friday. Their date, their deadline is now. And... Mm-hmm. Fraser's like, I'm giving up, I'm leaving. And Niles like, it's you're giving up so easy because it's not your dream, it's mine, and you're already a celebrity psychiatrist. Okay, to be fair, it is your dream, Niles. Like no one I mean, I get like brother, sibling, whatever, but also like 
Niles isn't easy to work with. They have He's a struggle. Not. And it is your dream. No one's obligated to, like, fulfill this for you. You're the one that, like, couldn't come up with another idea. But again, he's trying to play on that loyalty to your siblings of, like, look, yeah. I'm. you need to help me out here. I just, yeah. Like, help me like, fulfill my dream. But at the end of the day, and we learn many, many times after this, they should not team up to help each other do anything. No. <laughs> no. Like, Niles is capable of, of fulfilling his dreams on his own. There you go. That's Which is the something speech, that, like, Sarah. I feel like he gets so annoyed about, but he, like, plays into this prophecy. Like, the insecurity. He's the of one it that all. goes to his big brother, like, can you please help me figure this out? Like, but then disses his big brother the entire time and acts like he's better than him. Frazier's also doing a little bit of the same. Though. Yeah, Frazier does too. Like, can uh, we make like, it a good one, not an interesting one, you know? Yeah, but also, like, his little brother just told him to write a book. <laughs> By like it's Friday, like, yeah. It's like I don't know. You're younger. Your your younger brother's like, oh my god, I have a science project due tomorrow, and you're like, can we make the DNA model? Like, can you we just do, do this it? then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just get it over with. Stop being like. If you want to do it, we're gonna do it right now. Mm-hmm. Well, they just make everything harder. Everything they do. they do. It's just more difficult, more contrived, more nuanced. It's yeah. ridiculous. So with that, Fraser's like, oh, so this is what it's about. You're just jealous of me. Jealous of my celebrity. Mm -hmm. Here's his ego. (laughs) And then I was like, I'm not jealous. I'm just fed up. (laughs) Like he just (laughs) screams. And it's so good. Definitely recommend just going to that part and watching Niles scream. Because you never get a Niles scream. We get a lot of Martin screaming. We got a little Frasier screaming. We get a lot of calm, really mean things that Niles (laughs) Niles is so well thought out, his insults. Yeah. Yep. So this is where we get to the meat and potatoes. The get inside to that meat and pota- the inside <laughs> the potatoes. Inside potatoes of the sibling relationship. Okay. It's like how Niles wanted to be a psychiatrist like their mom. It's like mm. they're fighting back and forth and they're revealing all this stuff to each other right now. He wanted to be a psychiatrist like their mom, but Fraser was older, so he got to do it first. He got to get yeah. married first. He got to give the grandchild to the family first. And it's like doesn't matter by the time that Niles does it, it doesn't matter. Which yeah. like I I've definitely at like my shadow self has definitely felt those <laughs> things about me and my sibling place. But mm-hmm. I also know like that's not real. It's just an insecurity. So I can relate to that feeling. Yeah. Um and like despite Niles' academic and professional accolades and successes, he just thinks that Fraser will always seem more successful just because he's well known in the city because of his radio mm-hmm. show. And this leads to them just physically fighting each other. Like Niles runs <laughs> and does that back <laughs> jump on Fraser. <laughs> That's something to me is why I feel like they're the most raw and unhinged in this episode. Because never like this is just they crazy that talk- they just start fighting like because they always talk about in future episodes of like we're not like barbarians yeah we don't fight each other we don't we, we handle words we don't have feelings we have logic <laughs> yes exactly and they're fighting and of course Fraser's like niles niles stop we're psychiatrists not pugilists i think it's pugilists <laughs> Pugilists. There's a lot of words that they say that I'm like, beats me. Guess what? Here comes an Ashes defining <gasps> moment. Oh man, defining moment. So, pugilist. I really hope I'm saying that right. I mean, if that's how they said it, I'm pretty sure it's a soft G. G. 
Okay. Uh, pug- pugilist? It's pugilist. Whatever. We're moving on. It means like to be physically aggressive, to fight, to punch like a boxer. <laughs> like the story of- We're Ron- not physically aggressive people. <laughs> We're psychiatrists. So that's what he's saying. And that was a defining moment brought to you by Ash. Thank you for that defining moment. I feel defined. Do, do, do. And so he says that to Niles. Niles stops fighting him. He's like, I can't believe you fell for that. (laughs) (laughs) So he starts strangling Niles. (laughs) Now he has the upper hand. And Niles, I'm having a flashback. You're climbing in my crib and jumping on me. (laughs) Frazier, you stole my mummy. (laughs) (laughs) So it shocks him out of the fight. Because that is a very shocking thing to just (laughs) scream at your brother as a grown man. And he's like, I have to leave. This is ridiculous. I've never done this. Bye. (laughs) I will be moving and changing my name and my identity. (laughs) Goodbye. Just cringe face constantly. (laughs) Dying my hair. Dying my hair. Whatever's left that you can dye. Burn, Frazier. Burn. This hypothetical situation. (laughs) So it cuts to Frazier's place. Uh, he arises and walks out to the living room in the morning. It seems like he's in a good mood and Martin and Daphne are having breakfast, whatever. Mm-hmm. Daphne's like, oh, you seem so cheery today. Like, what's going on? I wish I could nail it. Sometimes I hit that Daphne, like, It's accent. a hit or miss for all of us. You Manchester. Know? Anyways, sorry, English people. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. <laughs> So Daphne remarks on him being super happy and he's like, oh, what what reason do I not have to be happy? And Martin's like, well, it's raining again, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Eddie was also licking that muffin you're taking a bite of. (laughs) Fun little joke there. Yeah. So Fraser's response is like, dad, the mark of a mature man is one that realizes he cannot control his circumstances. He can only control his response. Martin's like, you talking to your brother yet? (laughs) I do not have a brother. I am an only child. (laughs) That's what I love is they're literally grown men, but whenever they have these moments, they go right back to being children. That's kind of what I thought of when they're fighting in the the, uh, hotel hotel. room is like sometimes when you go back to your home or like your family, you kind of regress to these like, Oh, yeah, you go back to at least before you're 18. Just picking on each other, joking with each mm-hmm. other, razzing each other. I mean, we weren't, like, we're not, like, awful or mean to each other. But, like, when I'm around my, like, our brothers, like. Oh, you're different. There's, yeah, I was. <laughs> they're sweet to you because you're so much younger. But, like, there's just this dynamic of, like, I'm no longer this woman that exists in my own world where I'm like in charge of stuff and like yeah. responsible and independent. I'm now like middle child Ashley. Like, yeah, and it's not time it's to not pick on her, and it's not different in a bad way. But I exactly. can see like for me because I was so much younger that I I did end up being like the baby, and then I had my own situation with our youngest brother Nick. Yeah. So to me, like when I would come see like join your family celebrations that are more your side of things yeah i literally like 
yeah, the three of you seem like, and it's positives and negatives. Yeah, like yeah, you'll yeah. go back to also like referencing all these things from your childhood. Like it's crazy to me where I'm like, you guys this is a, a different, different side of all of you. Yeah. Like this is y'all together. It's a different so it's generation, cool. decades, you mm-hmm. know? But yeah, it is like you kind of regress and I'm sure you feel that way going back to your yeah. house. Like you just, it's just this psychological thing that happens. And I yeah. think that is actually probably a very interesting book to read if they were ever able to yeah, get it Yeah, if only they could write the write book. It. Because I know even the way I joke with my brother is like, like I regress back to how we used to talk exactly. to each other. Like exactly. it's not even bad things. It's just so funny. Like you just have a different version of yourself. Yeah, like my younger brother your older brother, mm-hmm. we always shared music with each other. And like when we talk about music, I do feel like I'm in high school again. Yeah. Like, Did you check out this band? Did you hear this album? No, no, no. That's cute. It's a good feeling. Yeah. So like Niles gets to the house or the apartment and he needs to get his half of the hotel bill paid by Frazier. And he's like, Dad, tell Frazier this. And Martin's like, What makes you think I know where Frazier is? It's <laughs> so cute. Once again, Martin commits to a bit. So they basically start insulting each other some more, and it just leads to Niles yelling, you look stupid in a t-shirt, <laughs> which I think I use, I say that in my life. <laughs> like, I use that line. You, me and myself when I don't like my outfit. <laughs> literally me in the mirror. <laughs> like, getting ready to go to something, and I'm like, you look stupid in a t-shirt. <laughs> But that's a whole different podcast, guys. Um, Martin's like, you know what? Sit down. Sit down. He gets his like stern dad voice yeah. on. I think he says sit down like three times if I am recollecting correctly. I think you are. I'm yeah. collecting your recollecting. Collect my recollect. <laughs> Don't neglect my recollect. Collect I, won't, I won't neglect them. Collect it or regret it. So Martin tells him to sit down. <laughs> and he tells All him right. a story about his partner Goss. And while on a stakeout together for three days, their good partnership and like good friendship just went wrong because they mm-hmm. were sick of each other and started nitpicking each other. They fought and they actually switched partners and like went different directions after that stakeout. Well, three months later, Goss was stabbed breaking up a bar fight. He dies. Wow. Martin can can't get to the hospital in time before he goes. Hmm. Frazier and Niles are staring at him solemnly. You know, take what you want from this story, boys. All I know is it ain't worth it. Yeah. Daphne's crying. She heads to the (laughs) kitchen. (laughs) Me too, Daphne. They apologize to each other and hug it out. Martin's like, all right, enough of this mushy shit. Just punch each other on the shoulder. I feel like Martin always comes in with like, he always knocks him down a peg. Like, I know he the way he talks to them is also like, you guys are not going through anything serious. Yeah, like, what yeah, like this you're is just, you're stupid. Being, you're dramatizing everything. Mm-hmm. It's still, like, something. Like, you know, you have a right, whatever, but you're being so dramatic about it. And he'll just be like, I got shot. My friend died. Like, <laughs> so-and-so lost their kidney. It's like, how are you going to say you won't talk to your brother after that? <laughs> It's like, fine. So they apologize to each other. I think it's like a really sweet moment. They compliment each other. Again, like Martin interrupts him and is like, all right, enough of this mushy (laughs) stuff. Then he leaves to go to the kitchen and sees Daphne. And Daphne's like, I'm so sorry. Like you went through that. That's so awful. And he's like, what? 
Oh, I made that story <laughs> up. <laughs> Basically to get the brothers to knock it off, mm -hmm. apologize and move on and stop creating all this drama. So this brings me to my final point of my section. Okay. Martin is always down for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Since season one, he, he can lie that effortlessly, that believably. <laughs> believe it that is sincerely, like convincingly, that's what I want to say. He's very much, and he brings it up even in another episode, but he's very much like, whatever his point is, he'll do what he needs to to get that point across. Ooh. Like, he, when the whole thing happens with um, Niles going to, like, divorcing Maris, and they're finding out that they want to claim, like, alienation of affection or whatever because they think that Niles was in love with Daphne. Oh, yeah. And Frazier's like, oh, uh, I mean, I need to be, like, honest. Like, I can't say anything. And that's when Martin brings oh, up his whole example. Ethics. Yeah, of... We shouldn't go into that because we should cover that episode, right? Well, I just want to say, like, he gives an example of a situation where he didn't finish reading someone his rights, but when he was asked if he had read the guy his rights, he said yes, because he knew that the guy knew them, because mm -hmm. he was in and out of the system, and he knew that that guy was really bad and needed to get off the streets. So what do you do there? That's, that's like, ethics and morality. But that's to, philosophy. to me, I think Martin is very much a, like, like, he sees that Frazier and Niles need to make up like he knows his kids he knows that all they need is to see that it's not worth it and it doesn't matter if the story's real or not like that's something that can really happen is you don't know True. like how much time you have with somebody white and lies it, martin is, yeah. a, is a fan of white lies and i can see that like sometimes especially for your family and your kids and like their relationships yeah. and like getting over this stupid bullshit so their lives can be easier a white lie is also like to me most of the time, like a gift, like it's thoughtful, mm -hmm. you know, like it's to protect mm -hmm. people. It's to like solve a situation and a white lie means it's not harming anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause the story he gives is something that happens, but oh, it doesn't matter because if he just says like, you know, like you never know how much time they, you have with someone though, they could be like, Oh yeah, yeah. Like whatever. The lesson but is he, what matters. If he tells them it really happened to him, they'll be like, damn. Yeah. And we're not going to sit in front of our dad who just said he lost his he friend this, like, and real, be like real world example. Yeah, he does say he's like, hey, at least once someone in this family can write. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Martin, oh, so good. Woo, that was a doozy. Yeah, we had some great discussion on that one. You know what? I do love our discussions. Me um, too. Especially this episode it was really fun. It was. I love this topic. They have a lot to offer, a lot of content. Clearly, because we are like at an hour and <laughs> yeah. it's just my episode. So I think what we're going to do is wrap up this episode right now. Yeah. And just do mine. Sorry, mm -hmm. Sarah. I'm cutting you off. <gasps> I'm cutting you off. Oh, yeah? You want to cut off? You're the one going that needs to be cut. Did you pack scissors? Because I didn't. <laughs> With your headphones, you look like Princess Leia right now with your hair up. Oh, like little space buns. Yeah. It's pretty mm. cute. She looks so cute, you guys. You're so cute. Thanks. Um. So, yeah. So next week, we'll release our second part, and it'll be like a special release. And the week after, we'll continue with our regular every other week. We're still going to get another episode in two weeks. Yeah. But we're going to have an extra theme, one. But we're just going to throw in an extra one Friday. A week next from Friday. 
a week from today's release, you will get another release. Surprise, you're welcome. Yeah, I lots of content to offer. So much content. We are working overtime. Oh, yeah. It is really late, though. But yeah. whatever, we each got a little nap today. Yeah, we're ready. Anywho, <laughs> thank you so much for just, like, listening to our podcast. We always appreciate it. You can find us on Instagram, at the Crane Reframe. And as always, we're wishing you a good day. And good mental health. Bye. Ciao. The Crane Reframe, a Fraser fan podcast, is brought to you by Another Mr. Productions and is hosted by Ash Baker and Sarah Hale. Executive producers, Ash Baker, Sarah Hale, and Chris Sakura. Produced and recorded by Chris Sakura at Voyager Studios. Edited by Ash Baker, Sarah Hale, and Chris Sakura. Intro theme is Midnight Walker by Wendy Marchoni. Outro theme is Hanzo by Martin Landstrom. 